So, Chris and Steve, I'll ask both of you, because Matt McChesney brought this up earlier today, that – oh, here we go. Early, earlier today, uh, there's not a lot of blitzing or exotic blitzes in preseason games. But is there a chance that the, that the Broncos coaches might say to Kyle Shanahan and his staff, hey, throw a couple things at, at young Paxton just so we can see how he does – uh, do, do you think that, that there's a possibility, uh, even though y'all keep it pretty vanilla yeah. on your side and the Niners probably would, that, that that conversation was had, hey, throw a couple things our way just so we can see how the kid does? Uh, you might come in with uh, probably like one or two blitzes, probably. Not not too much. You don't want to show too much. But uh, they're going to blitz them probably, uh, try to switch it up, different looks on them. But uh, for us, we're definitely va- we've been so vanilla all week. I think we've only played like three coverages. So we just kept it real simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they have whatever game plan they have. I don't think they'll really adjust it that much, yeah. uh, you know, to do something special to try to put more pressure on the quarterbacks to help us out necessarily. Um, but yeah, I, I saw in practice though they they definitely were sending a couple people. So mm-hmm. uh, I anticipate seeing some of those. But I think they they probably plan on doing that in the first place. How are you liking these joint practices? How did you like them yeah. Wednesday and Thursday? Obviously, things got a little hectic yesterday, oh, yeah. and Pierre Garçon being Pierre Garçon didn't like how things it was, were going down. It was actually better than I thought it would be uh, just because Kyle Shannon is such a great coach, man. He's, his offensive system is uh, very unique. Uh, so it's good to get some practice versus his system, and uh, I don't think we'll see any offense like him, the way he orchestrates it and all. And uh, I mean, he just makes it tough for us because he makes – he makes it to where we can't really put hands on people on the line. He makes it where we always have to play off a lot. So um, that's the difference in his offense and facing a lot of other teams. Yeah, your your defense, <laughs> the defense that I've seen uh, all week long and uh, just watching it today uh, yeah. makes it very difficult on offenses. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, – you know, our offense will be able to go out and, and perform against a defense that I don't think is, is uh, yeah. as good as you guys are. Oh, yeah, I think they will, man. I think uh, it's a big big game for Paxton, man. It's a big game for him. Uh, I didn't see the practices of what he did yesterday, but uh, from what teammates said, they said he had a great day yesterday. And uh, so this is huge for him to go out there and kind of uh, make the competition even go even longer, man, make it put his staple down and uh, say that he's the quarterback. Yeah, and now people have been asking us, uh, who's the best quarterback? This, that, and the other. Do the do the players uh, have a best quarterback? And it is my opinion that you know you guys want the best person for the job, regardless who it is. And yeah. would that be a fair first? Oh yeah, I mean we don't care who it is as long as they go lead this team, uh, uh, make plays, man, uh, score score touchdowns, man. We just, that's all we want, man. We want an offense that's gonna put up numbers and uh, give us some rest uh, and. Uh, and that's what we need. Uh, the past, I, I would think everybody on the offense would say it was unacceptable in the last two years. And uh, they want to do whatever they can to bring that spark back to the offense that we're going to put up numbers on you this year. Spark, Get some fear in the teams. I think when teams play, they don't really fear our offense as much. So I think this year they, they're trying to bring that back, trying to bring that fear. And uh, I think they can do that. Chris Harris, Jr., our guest. And, again, brought to you by our friends at, at cred.org. When you look at some of the weapons that this offense has, I mean, Vance Joseph talked yeah. about wanted to add some juice. And I know you're focused on what you're 
doing, but you see Isaiah McKenzie, who are yeah. you calling him Little Crawfish also, or is just oh, Vaughn? Yeah. Everyone is that is that going to stick? <laughs> oh yeah, that's his nickname, <laughs> little, little Crawfish. crawfish. So you're calling him Crawfish, and yeah. then you got D'Angelo Henderson. Oh yeah, uh, and just those two alone seem to add. Uh, we don't even know what we're going to get out of Jamal Charles. Obviously, we yeah. we have our fingers crossed what it might be, but seeing what some of the pieces they added has to be pretty excited for you guys oh, on yeah. the defensive side. Oh, yeah, too, man. And I mean, Mike McCoy, he's right there with Kyle Shanahan, man, uh, with our offenses, man. They they know how to create mismatches. They know how to create uh, just points, and they've done that their whole careers. And uh, I like I like the uh, direction that we're going with the offense. Uh, they're more physical, man. The O-line, we could tell this week just going against the Niners. I mean, we got to prove it in the game, but them boys couldn't run at all on us. And our offense, actually, they can – they they bust a couple runs on it sometimes, and uh, they they're capable of doing that. And so they're way more physical up front, and uh, we got to go out there and prove it this tomorrow. But I think those guys uh, are vastly improved up front, which that's going to help the whole team, really the whole offense. Yeah. Now, from a defensive player's point of view, um, you know, I bet I know back when we played, if, if our offense had a had a bad game. It'd be yeah. like, you know, we'd be in, in, our, in, in uh, meetings for three hours and they'd be in meetings yeah. for 20 minutes because they didn't have many plays. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. we'd be like, hey, man, this is it's not right. We should, you know, we should get out of meetings early. Yeah. Uh, and although I know coaches um, stress the fact that, hey, this is a team, sometimes it can be frustrating yeah. for defenses when offenses aren't producing. So I know you have to be be happy yeah. with, uh, with, the offense, with the progress that the offense has made thus far. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, definitely, man. We've definitely had – it's been frustration uh, in the past, but we ne- we tried to never let it uh, stop us from getting that common goal and, and continuing to win. And, uh, uh, I mean, even last year, we could have let down and laid the egg versus the Raiders that last game of the season, but we – we brought, we had pride. We came together and got that last win, and uh, I think that just shows how we, regardless of what's going on, we were able to stay together for that common goal. And and this year, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm ready to. I just can't wait till everybody gets healthy, man. And oh man! So we can get reloaded uh, and uh, make sure everybody's ready to go come uh, the Chargers. Yeah. Chris Harris with us here for uh, just another minute or two. Again, brought to us by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. Learn the facts at cred.org. You talk about getting healthy, and you see Derek Wolf go down, but maybe you dodge the bullet there because it's just a sprained ankle. You yeah. see, I mean, you never know what happens when a guy gets carted off. You see Jared Crick get carted off. It's back spasms. Shane Ray dealing with his wrist. Todd yeah. Davis was out with a little bit with the shoulder. I think they're being extra cautious with TJ with his hamstring. Von Miller yeah. might be in bubble wrap all preseason during the games. Uh, yeah. But how excited are you knowing that September 11th is, isn't too far away, that Monday night game with the yeah. Chargers? How good this defense can be because you talked about the improved run defense too. Oh man, it's Pecco, man. Uh, he's been a, a difference maker for real. Uh, I was like, man, I wish we had Pecco last year. Right. It'd be totally different, man. And uh, the way he's coming in and he's leading the front line while Wolf is gone, man, they were dominant this week, and uh, it showed how they couldn't run the ball at all. So as long as we can continue to do that tomorrow and. Uh, I'll be satisfied with that, man. That's one thing. That was a big uh, issue for us last year, and that's something that uh, we know we're going to make plays in the back end. It's going to happen, and uh, we just wanted to make sure that uh, those guys up front were stout. And Gostas came in and played great this week. Um, uh, Kerr and um, and Shelby Harris, they played great filling in, and, and that's what you want to see. You want It's good to gain some depth right now, so it's kind of good. I mean, it's, you don't ever want guys to get hurt, but – uh, it's good to see see what those young guys can do and what they can do. The backups can really do 
um, because they're, we're going to need everybody, really. Yeah, so would you say that would be kind of the goal of this game is, uh, you know, first, second team guys get out with no injuries and you guys be able to evaluate yeah. what the younger guys can do? Oh, yeah. I mean, but for real, for me, my goal is this game, just come out and make plays, uh, keep getting in game shape, uh, just uh, have great technique uh, and uh, and make sure I continue to progress for that season, uh, for the for the season. And uh, that's what you want to do. You don't want to take that step back in game two. You kind of just want to keep getting better and better. And uh, that's my goal. And also stay healthy, like yeah. you said. Uh, but we, uh, there's still a lot of competition. Uh, there's still a lot of battles at the receiver position, running back position. Uh, uh, I, I think I read something that Coach said, the O-line position still battling for those spots. So uh, it's a big game for a lot of people and, of course, the quarterback. So uh, we kind of uh, – we want to see what those guys are going to do. But uh, as as a player, for my, for my personal goal, I want to just keep taking that next step and making sure I'm ready to go Monday night. Yeah. Well, you did a great job in Chicago of – breaking off your coverage, and then you kind of yeah. look like Larry Brown is – Mike Glenn just kind of threw it to you. It was almost like I told Steve it looked like you're yeah. ca catching a punt. I mean, that wasn't the hardest. You've had some really good picks and pick yeah. sixes, but that one just – Hey, he, he baited them. Hey, uh, and, hey, and Steve said he's been there. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve remembers in the Super Bowl, he, he was quick to bring up, hey, in the Super Bowl I had one go in and out of my hand. So it's never easy, even him. if it looks no, easy. Chris, what him. he did good, though, was he baited the guy. Yeah. Because yeah, the guy thought he was covering the other guy right, right now on the field, and he yeah. killed off. Yeah, yeah, so we know we're going to see plenty of that. And – even though Roby's talking about he wants to catch him, uh, Tlaib. Tlaib wants to catch Rod Woodson. You're going to have yeah. something to say about that, too, as far as oh, pick yeah, sixes. Coming, man. <laughs> I feel like this year I got the juice this year, man. There we so, go. Hey, I'm coming for everybody. Got to start early, too. Yeah. And, and we're happy to have you every week uh, here with us on Orange and Blue 760. So we were talking about the two quarterbacks. I know your favorite subject. Yeah. But we had heard that Trevor is maybe a little more vocal in meetings some. Is it? unfair to factor that into if you're the coaches into this competition because Trevor was a starter last you know, year. Obviously Trevor was a starter last year so and being the starter yeah he was he had to be vocal as being a quarterback so and all the experience that he had last year obviously it's going to carry over to this year but at the end of the day the only decision to be made is how they play you know and who they think is going to be able to you know everybody's sitting back saying who's going to be the quarterback and, you, and everybody's saying oh they're thinking of the future no me, I'm 30 years old. Right now, <laughs> I'm thinking of right now who can who can get these fans excited, who can take us to the Super Bowl, who can win it. You know, and, and that's the guy that I'm going to go for. You know, I can't sit up here and be thinking about the Broncos organization in five to ten years. I got three, four years left on me, so I'm, I'm trying to win a championship right now. But I understand Elway is also trying to plan for the future as well. So, you know, but regardless, man, we got two good quarterbacks. You know, what I mean these these guys are getting better every single day. You know, they're learning a playbook. Uh, you know, they're, they're learning how to attack the defense. Uh, so, we'll see. You know, Paxton gets to start tomorrow, so we're going to see how, how, how he's going to do. Yeah. We were just talking about this before you came in the room about how um, how, about how Trevor w was able to get on guys a little bit last year. But I think that's because he had a year of the system under his belt, whereas now I feel like he, like you just said, learned a new system. That's probably not at the top of his mind right now. And once he gets the system down, I think he'll be able to, you know, help, help direct other guys. Yeah. But right now, he's trying to get the system down himself. Of course. And that, and that's what it is. I'm trying to learn the system. Everybody's trying to learn the system. Even our coaches are trying to learn the system. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a totally different system. But, you know, uh, what is this, two and a half weeks of training camp? Exactly. You know, 
it's gonna it's gonna come at, at some point. It's gonna click for everybody. But I tell you what, yesterday was our best practice that we had. Uh, going up against San Francisco, we were running the ball. You know, we were playing physical. We were giving effort. You know how it goes, Steve. Like, you might not know your plays, but if you give effort, you can still win ball games. And that's what then that's where we're at. And uh, you know, Mike McCoy is he's he, he's probably one of the best offensive coordinators I've been around. You know, he's he you know he's very confident in his system. But not only that, you know, some some offensive coordinators, they're confident in their system, but they have egos because you can't tell them anything about their system. Mm -hmm. Where we got Mike McCoy, he, I mean, he's all open ears. I mean, four days ago I told him about a five-step slant. And, you know, he walks up to me yesterday and says, hey, hey, I put it in a five-step wow. slant. I'm, like, looking at him like he's like, any ideas that you have, bring them to me. We're going to try them out. I'm open. I'm all open ears. This is not my system. This is our system. Now, would you run through a wall for a guy like that? Oh, of course. Of course. And that's how you want your coaches because, you know, a coach can coach, but at the end of the day, he's not seeing it through the player's eyes, mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, to have a coach that can sit back and say, all right, I'm going to listen to him because he's the one out there playing. So, obviously, he's seeing something, feeling something, and he trusts my opinion. And, you know, I, I love working with Mike. Yeah, I mean, you've obviously worked with some, some great coaches. You played for Mike Tomlin. You were with Gary Kubiak, won a Super Bowl, John Fox, too, as well. But how nice is it when your offensive coordinator, a guy who's been a head coach, who's worked a lot of different systems, is so open to taking suggestions from you and other players? Of course. Of course. Exactly what I just said, you know. Uh, he, he's a player's coach, you know. And, you know, you see him walk around, his energy is always I, – I like to be around guys who are consistent with their personality. I like to be coached by people who are consistent with their personality and it never wavers no matter what they go through, whether it's ups or downs. And that's what kind of guy Mike is. Well, you seem to be that kind of guy, too, that, you know, even kill guy. Well, I won't say even – it's even kill, but it's at a high level. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that I love about you, I, I watched you in practice, I asked you how many balls do you catch. It's like every single time this guy's not on the field, he's catching passes and it's not like he's just catching them – uh, you know, calmly or, or blase, blase. He's really uh, intense, in, intense when he's when he's catching passes and, and making moves when he catches it. Uh, is it, is really amazing. Now, yeah. I ask you that. Now, how many how many balls do you think you catch in a yeah, day? Yeah. Well, you know, he sit back and said, "I don't catch him just to just to catch. I, I catch him every time as if I'm in the game." Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm visualizing a ball. When I'm catching the ball, I'm visualizing somebody coming to try to tackle me and making my body and the muscle memory of those movements so that when I do get in the game, it's second nature. Um, so, you know, I, I just – I don't even count. I think one time I was – I think uh, Broncos Huddle had came out and, and they recorded me undercover, and I think it got up to like 150 <laughs> Ooh, or something. Day. Right, right. So – so all you youngsters out there, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all you youngsters. But if you see how my fingers are looking right now, man, <laughs> they're all bent and, and all crazy. But you know, it's worth it, man, to be able to win ball games and win Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, it it reminds me of a of a of a person that's you know in uh, in another business that's in his office till one o'clock in the morning, just putting in the work, constantly putting in, putting the, in work. the work, and and hoping that it all pays off. And, yeah, you know, ever since I've been putting in the work, you know, I, I have my couple injuries in Pittsburgh, but. I've always been working, man, and it's been paying off. I don't have no worries, man. Yeah. Uh, my kids are living good. My grandma's living good. My entire family's living good. And, and I'm just going to continue to work, yeah. you know, even when I get out of playing ball, man. I'm, I'm going to be consistent in working because through hard work comes success. Well, I don't know how many people know this. Emmanuel Sanders, our guest, presented by our friends at PDC Energy. You really 
made a big investment in yourself at home in Houston. You know, you're working with that new contract, and with that comes some opportunity to, to, yeah. to do some different cool things. You basically turned your house into a home gym. Yeah. And, and I don't know how many people realize, I mean, I know if they follow you on, on social media, they might see a little bit of it, but how much effort and energy and and money you spent to yeah. to make it a full-time – Yeah, I mean, it pro- is a full-time job. I probably that. spent about thirty or 40000 on just creating a gym and creating a gym where I would love it, not just putting – equipment in there that I'm not going to use. Right. You know, I put things in that I enjoy doing as that how I want to shape and mold my body because if you work on your abs, you're going to get abs. If you work on your hamstrings, you're going to – so I put in stuff that was for me. I went and got a jug machine, a basketball court, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, and then people say, why a basketball court? That's conditioning right there, you know, to be able to do that. And, you know, you don't always have to work on football moves in order to get in shape. You can play basketball and get in shape, you know, and – uh, it's fun for me to do it, but it was just awesome to be able to invest in myself, and that's that's what you have to do. You have to invest in yourself, and, and then that's how you reap the benefits. So that's what I did. Yeah. Now, um, back when I was in college, long time ago, back when you probably weren't even born then, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I took a class, a judo class. We I, we talked about this before to teach me how to fall. You know, when I hit the turf, you know, to, to kind of roll when I hit the turf. And I know you've taken some some amazing hits and have come back from it. You you haven't been injured very much in your career, and it, it amazes me because you, you're not a super big guy. Mm-hmm. But you know you, your heart always amazes me. How do you stay healthy? Uh, is, is it just your workouts, or, or yeah, is it more? I, I, it's it's obviously it's it's hard. But one thing that I do is when I when I'm getting ready to take a big hit, the worst thing that you can do is when your body is flopping in the air is to tense up. Mm-hmm. That's why when I get hit, it looks like those hits are hard, but mm-hmm. they're really not. It's because I'm really letting my body just move the way and maneuver the way that it needs to move. Because once I tense up, then I'm going to fall off awkward. If I try to catch myself with my arm, I'm going to end up breaking my wrist or mm-hmm. messing messing up some. So every time I, I get ready to take a hit, I just, boom, I, they hit me, and I really just let my body go and just try to hold on to the ball and fall Fall normal, wow. you know, where you're, as you're trying to catch yourself a fight for extra yards. That's how people get hurt. Okay. So it's kind of like what, what you, I guess I've learned that just naturally of yeah. being a small guy and taking those hits. Or even when I die for passes, you know, you rarely see me trying to put my, my right. hand down because I, that, that's, that's, not a nor, that's not normal. Your wrist can't sustain yeah. all that body weight falling down. That's how you end up getting hurt. Yeah. And a lot of guys don't understand that because what coaches say, fight for the extra yard, fight for this, or do that, or try to stay up. But, you know, you got to live to play another play. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it sounds like you're basically just absorbing the, the hit. And, and exactly. so I think it's uh, an interesting way to approach it, especially with as much – of a conversation as there is about player safety and and concussions and everything else the the idea that I don't think people spend enough time they they teach kids how to tackle correctly but everything that goes into that you gotta learn how to take them too yeah you gotta learn how to take them and a lot of coaches you know they say hey hey stay up stay up and I'm like look if I catch a ball and I see two guys getting ready to knock me out, I'm slide. Right. Say whatever you want to say. <laughs> but that next play, I'm going to take you deep and I'm going to be scoring instead of being on that sideline and aching and hurting, you know? Yeah. You got to learn how to play smart. And that's how you play a long time in this league. All right, wow. final thing we have for you, and appreciate the time. 
What are you expecting to get tomorrow night? Do you even know if you're going to go or are you going to err on the side well, of caution? I don't, I don't know yet. Um, we're going we're gonna to continue to play it by ear. Obviously, it's preseason. Um, you know, I suffered an AC sprain uh, two days ago, and it's still a little sore. So, you know, my heart says I want to go out and play football because I love what I got, what I do. But at the same time, you know, I want to be smart about it. So we're talking about it. Um, I, I went through walkthrough today, so we'll see. By the way, do you notice how big the Niners' corners were? Both of y'all, I was, I was like, that's, man, that's, six two, six that's, three. That's, like, they, <laughs> the know, receivers that, are all your size. Yeah, and, they have that Seattle uh, scheme. Yeah, of all of them. Yeah, even their defensive ends, yeah. defensive tackle. Yeah, they're they're yeah. big, but at the same time, shoot, you know, you got your negatives about that too. So no doubt. Let's go off to our nine news insider, Mike Kliss. He's always brought to you by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. Learn the facts at cred.org. All right, Michael, it's been an interesting week. By all accounts, we said Trevor, or excuse me, Paxton needed a good week, and it seems like he's had it. What did you think of yesterday's workouts? Yeah, he did really well yesterday. He he uh, he did throw the ball well. He looked like he was free and easy. He started off with the second team. The, you know, the day before his start, he had most of the first team reps. And he did really well early, and then he started uh, making those wayward throws that he that he can do. Uh, yesterday, I didn't see any wayward throws, and I but I saw some real strong, um, you know those those deep outs and those deep ins. Uh, the Broncos run a ton of them in their offense, and he hit them every time. There were some nice catches. Khalif Raymond made a real nice catch on the sideline for him. So he looked really good, and he looked like he was—he uh, had a, a, a bit more of the playing in the backyard type look to him, where he wasn't uh, overthinking and and worrying about his steps. He was just letting the, uh, letting it rip, and it paid off for him. So as they go through the walkthrough today, tomorrow we're going to see uh, the second preseason game finally. Do you feel like, especially with the warning we got earlier in the week, a good game out of Paxton Lynch, does that make him the starter and he wins the job Monday, or do you think it maybe buys him the first chance to start against Green Bay and, and we'll take it from there? Well, whoever starts against Green Bay is going to start the opener. You know, you're, you're starting, whether Vance and Elway announce it, I don't know, but he's, the, the starting quarterback against the Chargers has to start against Green Bay. You know, it's that's the last time the the good guys, so to speak, are out there. They have to have one game. They have to have one pure week together. And so, um, well, I'm not sure how it's going to go, whether Paxton has a good game against the 49ers. Is he the starter? I'm not sure about that. There is a bit of mystery uh, in light of what's gone on this week with Paxton Lynch. As we've said, Simeon's pretty much been leading this race really uh, for the last two years <laughs> against Paxton Lynch. And that, uh, you know, Paxton had uh, two good weeks at the end of OTAs and the mini camp. And then they, uh, they broke and he was pretty good at shortening uh, the Jersey going into pads of training camp. Then once the pads went on in camp, it was pretty much Trevor Simeon with the lead sometimes by default because Paxton looked like he just was not ready. He was not processing. He was not throwing accurately on a consistent basis. Sometimes he was good, but not consistently. Um, whether Paxton uh, – I, I think Paxton has to kind of wow him Saturday against the 49ers. Uh, 
and that that might be that might be difficult because uh the 49ers what they practice with and what they bring out um Saturday different coaches do different things if if uh the 49ers dial up blitzes on uh on Paxton Lynch it could be a tough day for him uh I'm not sure how Joseph or Elway are going to uh are going to read into it or or evaluate Paxton Lynch. I've said all along, you know, it's not about Trevor. He's pretty much been Trevor, which is average to above average to occasionally good. Um, Has, has not been great. He, he had, you know, Trevor, we haven't talked too much about his performances. He, it's a new offense for him too. And he hasn't quite stepped up, uh, you know, another level from last year, like I thought he might. But I think that's because of the new offense. And uh, But it's still less about Trevor and all about Paxton. If, if Paxton is playing well, uh, he, probably, uh, he probably becomes the starter. If, uh, if it looks like he needs more time, then Simeon becomes the starter. And what Simeon does on Saturday, if he's, if he's typical Trevor, he does okay, then it becomes more about how Paxton plays. Mike, Matt here. Thanks for the uh, insight there. Uh, you, sure, Matt. You've seen around. You you've been around for a, a while covering the Broncos. You've seen several quarterback controversies and quarterback battles. Where does this yeah. rank on that list of quarterback battles? But also, full circle here. If Trevor does get benched essentially and Paxton gets the job, do you think Trevor Simeon is the kind of, of veteran? that would be open to helping the young guy out? And do you think that's what he's doing now? Or is it strength competition and they don't even look at each other in the hallway? <laughs> I think it's awkward. I don't think they're best pals. I don't think they're going out to dinner, If uh, you know, unless they're kind of forced together at dinner. I, I suppose there's a an event here and there where they wind up at, at the, the same function. And, and they're, you know, Trevor's a, by and large a good guy, and so's Paxton. So, and I think they have a respect for each other, but they are in competition. I, I, you know, one theory I've had is um, they could go with Paxton because it would, uh, while it would bother Trevor, I, I really think it would bother Trevor more if Paxton were the starter than the other way around. But I think Simeon would, would maybe handle it better. Uh, the risk is Lynch could maybe lose some confidence and not be quite ready if things go south on, on Simeon, where Simeon, I think, if he's on the bench to start the year and Paxton struggles the first couple games, Trevor strikes me as a guy who could uh, who could come in, you know, after the bye, after game four, and, and right the ship. He's just that unflappable type guy. Uh, I think Simeon, you know, the book on Simeon is that he's a, you know, some scouts say he's a real good backup, which I think he's better than that. I think he, I think he can be a uh, top 16 to top 16 quarterback in the, in the league. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I think he would be, he, if they're one and three at the bye, Simeon could come in and win a couple games right off the bat. If they're if they're one and three with Simeon, 
I think that might be a tougher order for, for Lynch. I do think the players uh, believe they have a better chance in 2017 of Simeon as their quarterback because Lynch still needs more time. Uh, I, I think long-term, maybe for 2018 and 19, I can see where they think it's better that Paxton gets out there, sink or swim. All right. Uh, I, I understand both philosophies, and I don't think they've decided yet which way they want to go. Mike, we love talking to you, bud. We got to cut you free and we'll wrap up the show, but we'll look forward to getting your assessment on Monday of how uh, the Saturday night proceedings go. Enjoy the Bay Area. Thank you, Mike. All right. Thanks, guys. Ahead, Mike brother. Liss. Always like talking to him. Uh, he, of course, is brought to us by Coloradans for Responsible Energy Development. Learn the facts at cred.org.